<laughs> you you good with the intros. You can definitely go with the intro. <laughs> I like doing the outro. I realized last time it was the outro that I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, today is probably going to be our last episode for the year, right? Yeah. Are we? I think so. Yeah. We're doing, we might record one before the end of the year, but we won't upload it, I don't think. Um, so this is our 2023 recap. We are going to be chatting about all our favorite moments, sports and fashion-wise, during the year, things that stood out to us and um, things that just we can't stop thinking about. Hmm. Recency bias will apply. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but, but, but before we do that, I didn't record mm-hmm. the part where we were saying what we're drinking. So, Nika and Nate, what are you guys oh. drinking? What are you guys sipping? We are sipping box chocoholic. Okay, you didn't have to out us like that. Chocolate. I would have just said a very smooth red wine. I'm sorry. From the Cape Wineland area. Box chocoholic slaps. Mm. Like, honestly. It is. It does. It does. It does. I I always turn my nose up for uh, box wine mm-hmm. until this box wine yes. is opened my doors. Because it tastes exactly the same as the bottle. Oh, so cheers to anyone that is incorporating is this, is this. Incorporating is this the same wine it. as the other. Yeah, it is. Yes, 100%. it's still the same box. Because a box lasts. That's the other yeah. thing. But it's also, it's not a big box. It's a 1.5 litre. What is it? Yeah, a 1.2 litre. Good size. A 2 litre. 2 litre. It's 150 litre box. Yeah. Well, to it's be a good fair, size. like, I love how you say, how many litres? Two. Two litres. Two litres for 150 rand. I love how, how you guys say we could, we, it, it like lasts a very long time where I very vividly remember Nate and I drinking a three liter in one evening slash morning oh. the other night. So yeah. a three liter I'm of just what? Saying. Oh, I thought for a second. Rose. Rose. A rosé that was removed from the, the, the box and the pop sock was placed directly on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, though. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It did look um, like, like one of those ivy bags that you just... I, I literally told Nate after a while, I was like, imagine you put this like through an ivy drug. Like, you will get yeah. so drunk so quickly. It's your system. No, wild. I mean, low-key, we basically did that with your card game that earlier that night. That, <laughs> that card game did get me where I needed to But I did be. feel <laughs> the wine did hit me. I personally feel the wine did hit me more in the morning than what it did in the evening, it so that's 5 a.m. wine slapped. Yeah, underestimated it because I, I think I had like four glasses, uh, in that time space. Yeah, you were just four glasses usually is not like you know, gonna, but it, I think it just re- re- revived the existing wine in my system. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, you're still here, let's keep the party going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wild. Okay, cool. So, who's going to kick us off? You go first. Can you first explain what the, the, the idea is? I just did. That's it. She just yeah, did. Did you just miss? Do you want just, to explain it better? Anything, like, if you think of 2023 fashion moments, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Okay. The one thing that really stands out from this year that 
next year you will remember. Okay. And same sports wise. Okay. Obviously, there's your. What? How about you go first? Because I think you got yeah. a very obvious choice in. Yeah. So what I want to do is completely subvert your expectations here uh, and do my fashion one first. Yes. Because you said it. Oh, I, okay. I think it's a bit of a loophole, but there's a big fashion thing that stands out for me this year, and it's it's very local. Very, very local. But okay. I'm going to open the doors open to the audience. And if they don't know us already, they're going to know us a bit better now. Um, you can't ask me what my fashion highlight of the year is. And I'm not going to answer me looking down that aisle and seeing me walk down in a white dress. Okay. So <laughs> that, that, whole, that whole wedding thing was super fun. Um, so yeah, we got married on the 20th of April this year. And... I really was spaked that I wasn't allowed to go to any of the the wedding dress fittings. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, fittings. Um, yeah. And obviously now that's like tradition that the guy shouldn't see the dress up until the wedding day. Um, so I had asked Nika to take pictures for me. We went through the ones that she eliminated when she was able to take pictures. Um, what she didn't like about this one, what she did like about that one. And I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed coming up with the grooms, uh, the groomsmen, the best men's the, stuff. I have to say, like, the whole process of curating, um, I, I guess from someone who studied fashion and is working in fashion, mm. it uh, might be more enjoyable than, than to other people. But I really enjoyed curating like the bridesmaids dresses because I made all the bridesmaids dresses and I got to pick the fabrics and mm. make sure that everything goes together and then also curating and finding ties for the groomsmen and picking what they're wearing and then obviously what I'm wearing um, as well as like just the jewelry and everything that goes with it like thank you for articulating that because I couldn't say exactly that but that's what I mean like yes it was my wedding all great and well but the whole experience was probably the most I've ever thought about clothes in my life, <laughs> you know, and like we had a very particular green and to find a green tie was so difficult. And, and also like, I don't think a lot of people understood. I think Chantal was one of the only people that really understood exactly what green I wanted mm. because even yeah. you like send me a picture and ask me, is this the right green? And then it's completely not the right green. And I was very um, adamant that it's, it should not be like going into like the emerald green mm. colors and that type of stuff. Like, What's the name of the green? It's, it's olive green, but it's like a really deep olive green um, yeah. that now seeing in store that yeah. it's finally coming out, which weird that it's actually coming out in summer fashion here in South Africa. Like you'd think it's a, yeah. like a fall autumn yeah. uh, color, but almost like flavor. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it was really difficult to kind of get the idea of that specific green across to people having to find their own outfits to mm -hmm. suit that. Um, also with regards to ties, when Nate and his mom would go look for ties to get, without me, it was so difficult to communicate to them that what they're seeing is not right. Or, yeah. And also I wanted to see it in person mm -hmm. because it, over a digital image, the color was not, yeah, it's not the same. Oh, I I didn't want a satin tie, like a plain shiny tie, not a satin tie. I like a textured tie, something a bit thicker, you know, just looks neater, in my opinion. A satin tie can come off very cheap. Mm. I suppose they, they are very cheap. Um, 
And so it was quite a hunt for me to find the Thai. So we went to all the Thai places and all the suit places in Cape Town. And eventually we just like, Nick was like, let's just look on Amazon. I'm like, we're not going to find something on Amazon. Shout out Amazon. We totally found a great quality product that came within the right time. We actually found two options that my parents brought down mm. and we could kind of be like, okay, no, this one you can take back. We'll take this one. Yeah. So, yeah. And and but the tie I ended up choosing came with a complimentary uh, pocket square. Mm. Um, it, it worked out really well. And I was super excited about that tie. Uh, I do think it is super wild that that color is in Country Road at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, Country Road must just covers their stuff in one color at a time. Yeah. It's like beige, white, black, and then one color. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, like, we, we were in Country Road the other day, and they had this green, and then they had this random purple that did not go with mm. green. And usually they have, like, two colors that would complement each other. Yeah. That's fair. They, the, those two really did not go. Yeah. I don't know if they were in the middle of, like, changing their visual merchandising or something, but... But in case that answer wasn't acceptable, I did come with a backup answer. Oh, okay. And it's going to be, again, I'm not very into my fashion. So um, I learn more than I, I do anything. And, and then my biggest learning of this year's fashion was the Met Gala. Okay. Because I really enjoyed having your, your, your knowledge of fashion. Yeah. How off the mark they were. so many people were. Um, I did really like some of the looks this year. I really, really, really did. Um, there were some standout great looks, but whether they fit with the theme 100%, mm. I don't know. Um, and I did really enjoy chatting about that with you. That was fun. So I think I think we should go um, everyone's fashion first, get it out of the way, and then move on to sports. Yeah, while we're on the topic, we might as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Chantal, do you want to do your fashion? I think it's... Well, actually, it's so funny how we were talking about weddings because mine is obviously also about a wedding and it's basically the wedding of the year. So it's definitely like Sophia Ricci's full-blown South of France wedding. Just everything from her wedding gowns to what the guests wore to everything Chanel. It was just, it was, it was just everything to me. And I think it's also, you know, knowing you know, where Sophia Ricci came from to where her fashion sense is now. She's much more like coastal grandma, chilled back, very less is more style, where in past days you would see her like very like bright, colorful, trendy, um, you know, model like New York fashion vibes, you know. Um, yeah. So I must I really enjoyed the wedding. The outfits were some of the outfits that the, that the guests wore. I actually wanted to see those outfits on the red carpet at the Met Gala. You know, mm -hmm. so I really, really, really just enjoyed that whole period of just even the bachelorette to the after parties to, you know, just the leading up to the wedding outfits. It was just, oh, chef's cases all about. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It was beautiful. Um, Even like if you think about when it comes to weddings and uh, this recent wedding, what was her name? Uh, Madeline something with a B. Um, the lady with the very extravagant wedding. Um, oh yeah. She like, I felt like uh, Sophia Ricci showed very much how you can have this very extravagant, expensive wedding in like in it was it in the south of France? I think it was the south of France, right? Was yeah. Um, and still be elegant mm. and not like over the top 
you know like I you're did not feel like, yeah and it really came through in like every part of the whole process like the um night before the the dress that she wore um down the aisle and then a reception mm. dress as well and what everyone else wore to the wedding as well is also wasn't too much but also I think cool. I think this was this was the year of like Vogue weddings as well because I feel like yes. every Vogue wedding that I've seen was just it was just everything you know it's yeah. just over the top but it's very like subtle but like you just when you see a Vogue or Vogue wedding article you're like wow this this mm-hmm. is it you know this is this is going to be so extravagant and I'm naturally I'm in that phase of TikTok as well where I just browse and browse and it's I will deep dive into Vogue weddings because they're just this year's weddings were just exceeded all expectations from outfits to wedding dresses to even groomsmen outfits yeah um and groom outfits it's just just, oh it was nice i'm i'm so in like the opposite space of watching wedding content on tiktok because obviously leading up to our wedding like there was a lot of wedding content on my tiktok because i was constantly um consuming that but now i'm i have unfollowed all the wedding content creators that I followed at the time because I'm so scared that I'm going to see something that is so cool and everything and then regret that we didn't make certain decisions at our own wedding especially since it's still so fresh so every time I see wedding content I cringe a little and then I'm like no swipe 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 (laughs) because I don't want to see it jump scare yeah jump scare and it kind of like brings back that stress of like planning the wedding and going through those things before the wedding and thinking oh should this be something that we should do or whatever you know so yeah I think it's too soon for me to really consume any of that wedding content (laughs) no wow I can't believe it's literally been like a few months ago it's wild it feels like it was like a month ago so it's, it does. I feel like there's been like a gap in this year, and I'm just like, where is everything? What what happened? Where where is time gone? It's crazy. Gonna ask the question. Yes. And I'm I'm assuming I'm gonna answer it, but is a Vogue wedding just a wedding covered with people Vogue. covered by Vogue? So featuring in Vogue magazine, Vogue has a Vogue weddings section part of their business. So where they cover famous people's weddings or weddings that famous people attend or whatever. Oh. Um, and then they feature, or even if it's just a, a, a normal person wearing a designer dress or something like that. Yeah. So or just um, like a very super unique wedding. That's like a, yeah, like a super Manhattan, like Manhattan backyard wedding or whatnot. So okay. it made me uh, think now there's actually been a lot of celebrity weddings this year because I saw, um Vanessa Vanessa Hutchins got married now like yes. recently um that we didn't know of uh who else was it yep. uh there was um, a few there was quite a few like uh uh what's their face uh Sprouse Sprouse Dylan Sprouse and um Bob I can't remember his surname something Sprouse now um, they got married. That that was also a beautiful mm. wedding. Like I yeah. really which she um, what is her Obviously, name? She's uh, uh, and um That was not this year. Was it the the Beckham? I feel like it was this. I think 
think it was this year. I feel like it was like early this year. And I'm going to tell you now who the other one is as well. Um, there's a model that also got married. I'm just looking up a name quickly because I know she's friends with this girl. Two seconds. I always forget this. Um, I don't know if you know who Taylor Hill is. Yes. Like, she also got married. Loved her wedding. It was like a full-on country wedding. Stunning. Oh, wow. Yo. Oh, that is pretty. Oh, that's a beautiful dress. Interesting like, that the guy went for this style of... The piano. Yeah. Penguin suit. Mm, penguin suit. Yeah. I, I, I find it very interesting that his pants saw the eye catcher on what he's wearing. The grey and the stripes obviously stands out a lot more than his top. Mm. Is that blue? No, it's black. No, man. The vest. Oh, he's wearing a vest. I <laughs> Uh, it looks grey. Like, oh, yeah, it's like a, yeah, but love, if you look at the photos, like, she also wore, like, a wore bunch of, like, different types of dresses, and she went barefoot, and it was just, oh, oh it was just everything, oh. like, a proper, proper, like, ranch wedding. Yo. That's As you cute. say ranch wedding, this pops up. <laughs> literally. Literally. Very cool. So my fashion moment of the year is multiple, actually. It would be like the uh, Barbie campaigns leading up to the premiere. Oh, I forgot about that. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically the marketing campaigns. I don't think the, the uh, red carpet was that special. Yeah. But uh, Margot Robbie's looks throughout the first quarter of the year I think was really good um even like a bit of last year as well um it really stood out to me because she was someone that didn't really go out there with her fashion looks previously and um uh all of a sudden she was this like icon in every image and every mm -hmm. uh, magazine cover that you saw and she wore really interesting dresses that were like very spot on for Barbie like that Barbie yes. caricature, but also uh, something new and um, fashionable and like on trend as well. So, yeah, that was my favorite uh, fashion moment. Well, not favorite, but I would say like what stands out to me the most. Mm. Yeah, and Barbie was a big part of this year. I think they started their campaign super early. And mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, it's. Like you mentioned earlier, the green's coming back, but I was so frustrated at the beginning of the year because I just wanted a hot pink blazer and I couldn't find one anyway. <laughs> and then Barbie happens and you could just literally, you can still find them in store. And um, there was actually so many Barbie things that it actually got so overwhelming. But I mean, it's like I say, the fashion was just, it was just everything. And I mean, the way they recreated some of the outfits and made them like in real life, you know, Situs, it's just I loved it, especially the cowboy one. The cowboy Barbie fit is still my favorite. That pink on it pink. Wild to me, how few Barbie themes we saw this Halloween. Yeah, I, I, maybe yeah. because the meme was oh everyone was going to do it, so no one but, did it. Um, just quick question: Wednesday did that come out this year or last year? I think that was last, last year. Because I know I saw a lot of Wednesday this year. This year, yeah. did it come um, out? 
Yeah, yeah, we went Wednesday. Yeah, we went Wednesday at the Lumineers concert, so definitely. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, not. yeah, because I was talking in the car about you guys watching it. Yeah, see, I was a blur. I saw like one or two like Squid Games one, but I think the major trend during Halloween was basically just to recreate a meme or a um, moment or a video. Because I saw a lot of people like recreating like iconic like lines and films or stuff like that, and then just showing yeah. up. And but I also feel like that's that's just more creative at this point. Is if you can say like uh, like what are you dressed as, and you just like whip out the photo and it's a meme. And then the person, if they're not, if they don't recognize you from your look, and you show them a meme, and that you get a giggle out of them, that's a dub. But also, I don't yeah. know if it was, if it was intentional or not. But last year, Casey Musgraves went as Barbie to some event for Halloween, so she had the whole pink getup and okay. the uh, blonde wig. I don't know if it was. Uh, as a kind of like a planting a seed for the Barbie movie coming up, or if it was completely like on her own. Um, but I did feel like now if I would have gone to, uh, as, as someone for Halloween and I'm a blonde lady, uh, I wouldn't go as Barbie because I feel like it's already done. Yeah. Because well, Casey Musgraves did it last yeah. year. A lot to process. Uh, 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 even though it's a lot to process, I still notice the, ha the hairdryer clutch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is wild. I think she did it so well. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. So let's hop into sports. Yeah. Sports sports, uh, fashion was really good this year. Are we just doing sports? No, no sports we're doing fashion. just sports. No, I joke. I jest. Um, sports was a big one for me. And it's obvious. And, and I have to go for it. Because it's been leading up for four years. Uh, you know, I've been looking forward to this thing for four years. And I've been looking forward to the next one for four years. But the Rugby World Cup this year was great. Mm -hmm. I think we saw some really, really promising improvements on the structure. The, the next one's going to be, be improved. It's going to be exciting. The TMO is faster than ever. Um, the players, there, there are so many players in their prime right now that are really good and really strong. The competition was very even across mm. the board amongst the tier one teams. Yeah. Um, as a rugby fan, there's very little more that you can ask for and then my team moved ahead and won. So, yeah. 2023 Rugby World Cup is my entire sports calendar. We did, cons we consumed a lot of rugby A lot of rugby. <laughs> like, that was my personality for yeah. like, the good two months around the rugby. Yeah, no, that was a lot. But it is, as like you say, like the teams, it was, uh, the tier one teams were so even. So there was like constant, like, um, uh, excitement with mm. every game. And then also the tier two nations were surprising left and right. And amongst themselves, they amongst were competitive. Amongst themselves, they yeah. were competitive. And they started like really proving themselves as well. Um, so I'm very excited for more teams to join the, the, uh, the World the, Cup. Yeah, the World Cup next World Cup. Plus it was in France, which was cool. Which, yeah. by the way, do you know how wild France's end of year sport calendar looked like? Because well, they had, yeah, they had the rugby tournament, they had tennis. No, they, two tennis tournaments. Uh, they're not doing Olympics next year as well? Yes. Like France and sport, yes. they're definitely in bed together. And they had, obviously, Grand Prix. They had um, 
so much. Yeah, they had a lot going on. They did not have the Grand Prix this year. I was about to say, what's the French Grand Prix? No, but I'm sorry. I'm thinking about um, the. Yeah, was it cancelled? Tour de France. Oh yeah, yeah. They they removed the calendar. It was cancelled because of. Was it because of the um, riots? I just know the riots (laughs) affected the transport of. Oh, it was for the Italian Grand Grand Prix, and they. It's for the the Italian one. No, they they completely removed the the French. Grand Prix from the calendar even though I think it's a very pretty track and they did mm. say it's like it's, it's a very boring race but I mean four people DNF'd last year and I was like how's that boring yeah, it's um, a very boring race but we've still been doing um, uh, where's Saint Leclerc from it will never be removed I'm telling you now Monica. look it's part of F1 Monica history never... <laughs> you can't tell me that Monaco is an exciting race no, there's enough. I don't. Money to keep I don't. I, I think it'll be hard pressed to find someone that's F one fan first that has Monaco as their favorite race. Because anyone whose f- favorite race is Monaco will have other things that make Monaco great, not the race. Yeah, I both. think if you're, if you, it's it's quite interesting that you say that because you know you would think that F one fans' number one race would most probably be Monaco, but it's not. But mm. it's very unlikely that you will find a British person saying that Silverstone is not their favorite track. So it's, it's it, I feel Silverstone is definitely Silverstone's definitely not my favorite, but it is definitely a lot of people's favorites. But it is an exciting track. But I don't know, But you've Say been again? to was Austria. You, you've won to the Austrian Grand Prix, and your next one that you're planning to is to go to where again? Silverstone. So, so it's your second favorite, or like, yeah, I get it. There's there's multiple the there's multiple things going to where you go you, you go watch because not just going for the Grand Prix, you're also going to the country and, and a bunch of other stuff. But and, you, and you're going for the culture. I think I think that was a major thing for me going to the Austrian Grand Prix is not just to I think ten percent was actually watching the race and the other ninety percent was just like appreciating and taking in the culture and how they like do things. It's way different than how we necessarily do things. Like I told you, like we will sit on a bench. There's a enough space for ten people, but if five people of us are like accommodating, nobody will sit on that bench. But if you go there, there will be five millimeters of space between you and the next person. They will come and sit there and they will come and chat to you. And it's just then you become friends and then that table chats to this table and once you link the everybody's together and it's just a massive party and i think that's what makes it so fun and especially like all show wise there's a lot more like young people there um compared to like because obviously they speak german and whatnot so there's a lot more like younger people or younger cultures whatever in austria compared to like the other parts of like germany or whatnot so i really just i enjoyed just like people watching it was my favorite part of the grand prix it's just like seeing the fans showing up and you know it's it's there was a guy with like a lion suit that, that's been to like almost every freaking like Grand Prix from Belgium to Zandvoort to you name it. So it's Thanks. just, it's just people watching and just seeing how they make their way about other people. And I'm like, oh, I see this guy's moves right now, you know? Um, <laughs> but no, I think that was my favorite. It's like this try, this guy's trying to pull this goal and this goal's like, nah, he's like, where are you? Why are you touching me? Um, no, but I think that was my favorite like highlight of it. 
<laughs> you think like um obviously i went with my parents this year so i want to go to one where there's going to be like a massive party um and i feel like the uk one is just such a like if you're going you're going all out you know and there's going to be a lot of like here's in like vibes all around so it was either dak one or silverstone i'm oh, not silverstone um singapore Oh. So, um, but I also want to do a ski trip. So I'm just like, maybe let's do Silverstone, go for the London boys, live, love, love London, um, go on different tours and do different things that I wouldn't necessarily do with my family. Um, cause my family is like old soul. Not like if they're listening to this podcast, think I'm going to go like every night cause money where, um, but also just to experience different things. I think especially if you're going alone, I don't think going to Singapore uh, alone for your first time is uh, enjoyable. Would be as enjoyable. Yeah. You kind of need a connection. Yes, yeah. because it is vastly different from our culture and what we're used to and what you're used to seeing on television, like what you're exposed to on any platform. Yeah. So to go there and meet, be met by that first of all is so overwhelming if you don't ha know where to go from there where uh who to talk to or because they also don't like it's not a very engaging uh like nation Public. Yeah, the, yeah like they're very yeah. much doing their own thing yeah getting done what they need to or whatever during the whereas day whereas the uk yes i mean the people in the uk they hear where you're from they're going to start talking to you about it. Oh, I've been to South Africa. Oh, my mom's from South Africa. Oh, this is about South Africa. Yeah. There will be a connection. And there won't be a language barrier. The, a so big one, yeah. Getting around won't be obviously yeah. as difficult. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I think also, in a way, like, I've only ever been to London. So I feel like there's much more to the UK than just London. And, you know, I still want to go do, you know, like a Peaky Blinders tour or, you know, go on the outsides of the UK and just, I don't know, maybe go to Ireland or Scotland or whatnot. So, I don't know, just doing something a little bit different. But also, it's like you said, there's no language barrier. So, there's a lot, a lot less stress on that. Because I know in Austria, I was just like, yo, how am I going to learn German so quickly? But you catch on pretty nicely. You don't know anyone in London or in the UK, hey? I do. Oh, okay. So is there anyone that you would be able to meet up with or are you completely yeah, going? But I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a solo trip though. I don't know. I'm still okay. contemplating that. Um, cause I also, I, I don't want to go watch a Grand Prix alone. So I don't know, maybe yours is coming. Uh, with, I don't know. So if that's, okay. if that's not the case, then if Silverstone is not it, then we say for a ski trip. I don't mind. Like even if it's Contiki for a week, um, because, I mean, that could also be fun. But it's just a little bit like out of the country doing something different. But that's what I'm saying. I don't want to go just to London because, like, I've been to just London. I want to do different things, go on different tours and see different things. I don't want to see the crown jewel again. Like, no. But also, like, the UK is so much more than – well, England is so much more than just London. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So – yeah, I don't know. We'll see when we get there. It's still so, so, so far in the future. Would you like go to Scotland? Definitely. I'll definitely like Scotland, mm -hmm. Ireland, stuff like that. Oh, so everything's a boat or a train away. Yeah. Two two hours in your day. Yeah. And also the visa can take you there. Where yeah. oh, I've no need to go to England, but I'd love to go to Scotland and Ireland. 
just I think it's very beautiful countries but I also like if you go to like Ireland or Dublin it's a max three days and then Scotland max three days and that's like on a tour so I'm like I can do like I can do like a nice like bus tour or train tour through Scotland Mm -hmm. and just like see everything and the same with Ireland um, I feel like doing bus tours are so much better than doing train tours because I feel like you see more. Mm-hmm. Where's that um, Harry Potter train? Is it in the UK? Scotland. Here. Oh, okay. Oh, is it not in England? Okay. Wow. That, I didn't know that. that something it goes like... with the bridge in Scotland. Because yeah. um, to go. Yeah, it's, it's in Scotland. That's okay. Wild. <laughs> That is something I'm not a Harry Potter fan though, but I still want to go and see it. Like it's it's things like that that I actually just want to see and be like, oh, I've been here. And also like where they've shot Game of Thrones and The Hobbit and the whole thing. It's like it, you shot Game of Thrones. See that? Or did they do parts of it? In no, it? it's mixed. Yeah. Uh, parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, the Croatian. So is that's, the, that's the, one, the keep. The, yeah. I can't remember. Or the walk up to the keep. It's been so long since we watched Game of Thrones, I, I don't remember. La- 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 yeah. King's Landing. King's Landing. Go, go. But, um, so was, yeah, uh, so was Austria your uh, sports highlight of the year? Um, My sports highlight, yes. I think it's also, I've, we've had a vision board night the other evening. We. <laughs> I basically explained it. I, I like attended three motorsports events this year. Um, Formula E, which was like my very first one. So I was like, wow. And then Formula One, which was just like a double wow. And then um, we kind of ended up w- semi watching the Cape Town Rally. Um, yeah. So if we the haven't, I don't know if we've explained the story previously. Wow. The other one was double wow. Altogether, not <laughs> like an average of wow. <laughs> and nothing like the organization or the sports or any uh, the, yeah. the cause this was totally on us this all on us so um what happened was we went to the rally we were like super stoked we're like oh well, we're going to the Cape Town rally uh whatnot and we were so early there because usually like I'm used to going to like events where you have like Formula E, you have a lot of things building up to it or Formula One, you have Formula Two, you know, the whole thing, different races and activities and whatnot. So basically at the Cape Town Rally, there was like this DJ, oh, slaps, 10 out of 10, need that guy at my wedding. But um, we were joining to this guy, we grabbed some food and then we grabbed some drinks because we were like, oh, you know, the race is what, like four hours. So we might as well like chill, hang out, play around, see what's going for what. And, um, we drink, we had a few drinks, um, called black crown, which is like a Marula gin type thing. But listen, did that slap. That was so lacquer. Long story short, we started playing a drinking game and, um, eventually when we blinked, we didn't stop. We, there was never a moment. We just continuously stopped like went on and on and on and once the one cup was was empty there was another two standing in front of you so it was just it was wild and then we ended up missing the race um we were playing in my defense in my defense i did say we had to go and then nate and yours was just like no but let's let's play like another round i will take i will take the blame and i i think i think a large part of me was so because the races that I'm exposed to is mm. primarily F1, um, 
I was expecting like, you know, maybe not a 90 minute well, piece, but laps. yeah, I was expecting like, you know, a good 20 to 30 minute race, you know, um, not a four minute race. And then it's blink over Kapow. Truth. So by the time we, we were walking from the bar area, but by the time we got to the stands where we were able to see the track, um, they were doing the prize giving already. Like podium was out and everything. And that's when we realized they were like, oh, see you guys next year. That really was just a five oh, lap that, race. That was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think that someone did say, see you next year. And yeah. we were like, but well, we just, we just got there. <laughs> Drinks in hand and everything. The party just arrived. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, honestly, that was. Say again. So what, what is your sports year of the, the, the sports moment of the year? It's definitely that. It is definitely that. It's it's all the motorsports events that I obviously okay. attended. But I think if if we're looking at not not me related and things that actually happen, it will definitely be like, you know, like McLaren going from being a back marker team to like Stone Laws to actually almost getting like P two in a championship. I think that's yeah. definitely like a okay, I see you. Like that's a very like glow up of the year type of vibes. And also just Carlos Sainz, winning is being the only other driver winning a race this year besides Max Verstappen. So I think that's pretty wild. So I was like, look at you go. Look at you. Such an underrated driver. You know, so I think that's definitely like below the three events that I've attended. Um, But uh, you're... me to hear you say that McLaren went from like, a lower tier team to being like contenders or whatever because I never saw them as because as a Ferrari fan I always saw them as competition so I always thought they were good they were good we need to beat them we need to beat them because for when we started watching it was it was the race for the top three and then it kind of separated between Red Bull and Mercedes and then it was midfield and then we were competing with McLaren for midfield then Mm. as well which on that note absolutely heartbroken this season ended Terribly, and it yes. is not, it is not oh. good enough, Ferrari. It is not good enough. No, I feel like I I felt um like like I was uh I got enough from Ferrari this year to continue supporting them or whatever. In the sense of uh, you could really see there was an improvement. They still had some issues, but there was an improvement compared mm-hmm. to last year. They came back as yep. actual contender. Mm. They showed us moments of brilliance and then moments of like patheticness. But also as a Carlos Sainz fan, um, he really stood David out got... in multiple yeah. races. He did. he did. And he really showed his guts. And I don't know, like, I'm, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I wonder if like when he moves to uh, Audi, if I would move to Audi. <laughs> stay a Ferrari fan well I think like I wouldn't I think like I saw a post also the other day it's obviously it's not confirmed yet but they basically said that Charles Leclerc has re-signed with Ferrari until 2029 I'm just thinking pain absolute pain like Carlos Sainz can show the middle finger to Ferrari and be like shut up I know how to drive I know my strategy and my strategy works better than yours and then it works in the end where yes. Sean Leclerc is more like he's the golden boy of Ferrari. Like I'm sorry to he's say not, it, but it's the truth. He's not in a position to 
like backtrack them in any way because he's now with them for the next few years. He doesn't want to sour his stay there. And it, yeah. And it's just in 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 Max Verstappen's point of view. Yes, you can sign till twenty twenty nine because you will mm. probably win champions championships until twenty twenty nine. Sure, it's like wh- what are you doing? Like, and obviously it makes it super difficult because where else do you go? Mercedes is not a top tier team anymore. Um, mm. we, we obviously don't know for next year, but McLaren is semi up there, but seats are filled. I mean, the only really competitive team on the grid at the moment for this year was Red Bull. And it's just, where else do you go? Like all the other teams, if, if you eliminate Red Bull, they're all basically in the same league. So I it's just... He, there are any other teams for him to move to where he would still be a number one driver. Like, if he moved to any other team, okay, other than, like, Alpine and those teams, if he moved to another competitive team, he would be the second driver. Mm. Because, let's be honest, he should have been the second driver to Carlos Sainz. I wanted to ask earlier, who finished with more... Uh, uh, Leclerc, but Sainz was leading that last match, and they retired him early in that match. Or not early, okay. but, like, Due to their uh, bad, planning. bad planning, they had to retire him because his tires were terrible. But he, going into that race, he was leading. Yeah. Yeah. So, but okay. I feel Leclerc had, you know, Leclerc had his great races, but also he had his very, very bad races. But I just feel mm. competitively stronger college signs did come up to the podium. Um, also, I, some races are by luck. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo also once said, I mean, you could be wherever and then suddenly you're on the podium. And it's yeah. crazy, you know. So I think every race is very unpredictable. And like, if you, if you look at Singapore, for example, Red Bull, where were they at? Like, they failed miserably. Their car did not adapt. There was a lot of things happening. And then Science won, you know. Yeah. But I think just more like competitively stronger and mentally stronger it had to be color science during the year yes because also and i don't blame leclerc because i mean it's hydraulics issue here it's falling out of a formation that's there it's like it it beats on a person and it's not fun he he does well um uh even though like so many other like mechanical problems come up during the year um with his car but when it comes to driving style, I just don't think he's got an exciting style. He doesn't take risks. That's not it for like... me. For me, it's Oiki really needs to improve on defensive mm. maneuvering. Because we know if we need... Like not panicking. He's not panicking. ...to do well, then we're going to put Leclerc in front because signs can keep a person behind him so well. Mm. I mean, even... Was it, was it him that did the thing with uh, Alonso? Yes. That was just... But also, I have to say, I don't think science is attacking is as great as I'd say Leclerc. Because he, uh, like, as soon as... He's very, very good at keeping that person behind him. But as soon as that person overtakes him and he doesn't overtake back, yeah. that, that gap good. grows quickly. Yeah. And it can quickly go to, like, eight seconds. And then you're like, oh, now he's yeah. out of race. Because that eight seconds, he's not very good at closing that gap again, where Leclerc, I feel like, is better at closing the gap again. However, yeah. I have to say, Leclerc got some brownie points, I would say, from uh, to that last race. 
like his team teamwork there like despite how things worked out he did really well like you you uh, he really tried to get his team in there you know <laughs> yeah and i think i think using perez as your strategy was actually very clever but i think once yeah. again he told his team listen listen to me this is yeah. gonna work we're gonna win the constructors if you just listen and they left yeah. to the very last it's- lap so it's 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 just their team is just not communicating like there's no communication no. whatsoever it is very like one-sided and i feel mm-hmm. once that team actually starts working as a team then we're going to see some major improvements in Yo. in their races the because then the drivers good. are motivated the team is motivated everybody's motivated it's like oh we're winning races let's go let's do it more you know so you and think, um who do you think would move to ferrari when science is gone it will probably be a um academy driver you think it'll Someone... be new blood who you think it'll be new blood I think it'll be older. No, I don't think so. I think it will most probably be New Blood um, because there are a few upcoming Ferrari Academy drivers that are dying to be idiots. I can't see pasty pastry in that raid. I think he'll do well. No. I don't know. Like, to be fair, I actually see Piastri in a Red Bull. Um, hmm. in the very, very, very far future. Um, also, I, well, in a way, like if I compare Lando to Oscar, it's before Oscar, I saw Lando on a Red Bull. After Oscar, I see him being a bit more like Red Bull strong compared to um, Norris. I feel Norris could maybe benefit more, maybe from Ferrari for doing a wild card, but also yeah, maybe yeah. maybe Mercedes. Um, I think you never you never know. Yeah. Roy is by a boy. He's he, he, he in the orange, so that yeah, must, must give him some points for that. That's what we don't know. I think if I'm, I speak under correction, if we, if, if we look, if he disregard the rookies now, I think Norris is the only driver that hasn't driven for another team on the grid yet. He's only yeah. ever driven for McLaren. Um, wow. Maybe which is wild to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But so I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, like, like it was one thing that when when Daniel Ricciardo started moving around, I realized that the cars are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's it's not like getting into your commercial Audi and then jumping into your commercial BMW. No, yeah. no, no, no. The cars are different, and it takes a while for them to get used to. And I think that's a risk that some guys are more willing to take than others. Mm. Um, so I'd be very interested. To um, the grid is staying the same year. next year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's also Nate? What's also interesting on that? Alex Alban did a um interview the other day because he obviously he raced with McLaren, oh, McLaren with Max, and he basically talked about how it's general or um, generic for teams to adapt the car around your number one driver so yeah. obviously red bull is going to adapt their cars to the person that's winning in the car yeah. so obviously which explains a lot so if you look for example lano norris's driving style is definitely not the same as dan ricardo's driving style but mm. norris is the number one driver at mclaren so they're all going to adapt the car around him so and then just kind of expect daniel to fall into place 
and it's mm-hmm. not that easy like it's mm-hmm. definitely not it's like telling somebody like i always have this thing where you know if you have tasks to do a day some people expect you to do it like an order my brain's like just as long as everything's done it doesn't matter how you do it as long as it's done and i think that's the same principle with the calls you know it's like same same call but you are different but you just need to adapt and that's your problem how you'd get it so i don't know it's 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 wild to me but it's like obviously for some drivers it works or teams it works i mean i feel like ferrari is very much in the same league um Alpine, I don't really know what's going on at Alpine, but also Aston Martin. It's like in the beginning of the year, it's like polar opposites. You know, yeah, you have one at the top and one at the bottom. And I'm like, what is happening? But um, Albon had a really good year. He did. He did. Oh, like in a yeah. Yeah. He really proved himself, I think. Um, I'm so excited for early season next year. I want to see what the guys do with their cars. Um Whose cars can be on top? Because because I, I think Mercedes really needs to start giving Red Bull a run for their money, and Ferrari also Some really. Some team has to. I feel like if McLaren started earlier the year, then it would have been like a tighter sorry, I, competition. I don't think I don't think it's going to be Mercedes. You also, I mean, I would hope for it to be, but I I also I'm don't so think not so. Hoping it's them, but I <laughs> I don't. They're just not doing it for me. Hey, like. I think they're talking a much bigger talk than their walk is. Yeah, but I think it's very to... difficult for them because, like, they have two winless seasons now. Yeah, and also, it's, I'm coming from eight wins. It's seven wins. It's 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 quite a lot. No, rewind for a second. This can't be their second winless season. They didn't win any. Last this year was the first time a British uh, driver did not make podium once. After not a uh, winner race, no, yeah. did not win. Yeah. yeah, since like eight nineteen uh, nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, crazy. something like that. That is wild. And you, what is your sports highlight of the year? My sports highlight was, I would say, women's sports in South Africa. Mm. Um, I think a lot of big things happened uh, for South African sports, and it's continuing to happen. I'll. Banyana Banyana ladies were doing very well. I'm not too sure how they did now this week or whatever, but mm. I know leading up to the qualifiers for the World Cup, they were doing very well. Mm. Um, and the netball, we just beat England the other day. I don't know how the third test went. Um, so I heard some stats actually today. Uh, so Lorna Plum, 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 I can't remember what's her surname. She's the coach for, for the Proteas netball team. And she's retiring this year, so so this oh. was her last season. And they said that she it, um, helped the Proteas move to fourth in the world, uh, where they were seventh when she started with them. Wow. I can't remember how long she's been with them. Um, so it just shows like they really improved and uh, or fifth in the world, and then this year they were fourth in the the world cup i'm not too sure um and then also like the ladies cricket is doing very well and i just think like as a woman in south africa you really start to see from a marketing perspective women's sports everywhere Mm -hmm. like it's really they're really focusing on it and you can tell and um it's really exciting to see and i think um also like the women's rugby um they're not doing too well but like I think they're getting, getting there because they're getting some exposure. I think they're making 
they're, they're improving. Strides, yeah, 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 yeah. They're improving. Um, but I just think, like, with time and more exposure, which they're all getting now. The sevens women are doing well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're doing very well. Um, I like that. I like that answer yeah. a lot. I just like, like, how much uh, TV time they've been getting. Yeah. And uh, you can almost say, like, I, I'm not going to say it's equal because it's probably going to be equal. But genuinely, every time I put the TV on, there's going to be some ad for women's sports yeah which is really good it is good and i'm glad it continued after that initial campaign they did in women's month Mm. um yeah so that was my sports highlight yeah i think i think it was a very big year in sports for south africa in general i think from you know female to male sports you know from the cricket to the rugby to you know even netball and whatnot so it's been a big year it's been a big year. It has, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like in general, South Africans been doing well, and then they're just like, oh, and the women's also been doing well, just to keep our morale up to distract us from the fact that there's so much load shedding. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like some days, yeah. It, it, whether it's intentional or not, I just think that the the airtime that they're getting, like every morning. When there's like sports highlights going on on the radio, when I listen to the news, the sports highlights is like half men, half women, which is something I've never like experienced previously. Yeah. Yeah, I also like it. I think. Yeah, I, I think. think I think a... also like. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's um, a very clear desire to bringing a winning culture um to women's sports mm. and i think that's a great great move um i'm really excited to see where we go you mean like making it more competitive no I'm, i mean like okay f1 driving right mm. we had the discussion about how some of them do all of them go onto that track that day and think okay i'm here to win it because I'm pretty sure some of them don't. Not all of them have that Max Verstappen, let's get this bread mentality. Some of them are just know? praying to get through the race. Some of them just want to survive, you know? And I think uh, introducing a winning culture is, like, is really important in sports especially. And I think it's something that that netball lady, uh, the coach, mm. um, she definitely brought to her team. Yeah. I think she's a New Zealand Oh, yeah. I thought she was South African. She's got an old Pretoria dunny face. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty scary, though. I th- I have met her before at some, like, conference. But once uh, she starts talking, she's not as scary. Oh, is it? Yeah. She's got resting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Intimidating, I'd say. Mm. Anywho, that's, yeah. that's 2023 Um. It's been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. Definitely, there's like, what, three weeks left? A lot happened. A lot has happened. Yeah, I can't believe there's only three weeks left. It's like the year drags and drags and drags until it's December. And then it just goes. Yeah. Kiana, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like since I've hit October, everything's just been going in, like, full speed. 
And I'm like, yeah. blinked and it's the same, but I'm going to blink and it's going to be January. And I'm like, where is, like, I'm already starting making plans January. And I'm like, guys, I'm not there yet. Like, what, what is, what is this like? Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next episode we can talk about our predictions for the, for the 2024 season. Um, Ooh. everything that we think is going to, then we can actually like reflect on that in December again. And we're like, oh. So this is what we said. Let's break that yeah, down because that obviously didn't happen. Can we do a, a, a bingo card? So we come up with like... Uh, yeah, I love that. That's a good idea. Correct, correct bingo is 25. But we'll do nine. Yeah, what? Nine, nine, like no two crosses. Yes. Okay. And then if you get three in a row, if it's vertical, or, uh, diagonal or whatever, you get... If we do one each extra, it's, it's 12. And it's bigger. Oh, but no, but we each have our own predictions on. No, we can mix them and jumble them, and we'll. We, yeah, I think this is something we should pursue, and we talk about it when we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Half <laughs> that idea. Yeah. We'll yeah. Um. But yeah. So Nate, do you want to do the honor of giving us an outro? Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for for joining us. Uh, we look forward to sipping with you in the new year. We really appreciate that you spending some time with us. Um, and you guys always know whenever you can sip with us. Honestly, it's going to take some time to get used to that, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>